0: You know where Paul is? This is weird. He's almost always in here before me. I'm not used to um, waiting for him. Yeah, he's usually in here before I am, so I don't know, man. Um, so I'll give him a message or something. And What, what, what the hell? Um, Okay, uh, some owl just swooped in. Pissed off owl. Yeah, I don't know what the hell it dropped off this letter. Um, Okay, let me open it up. Looks like it's from Paul.
1: What an odd form of uh, messaging.
0: Uh, Yeah, okay. It says, I've ran away with my lovely wife, and by the time you get this, I'll be in New York City. See you later, nerds.
1: That son of a bitch is (laughs) eating delicious pizza without
0: me. (laughs) Okay, uh, well, it's kind of awkward, I guess. um, I'm not a professional at this, but I guess I'll give it a go and try to do what he normally does since he's not here. Uh, I don't know. You're
1: not angry enough to be a Paul,
0: I guess. So I'll just do my best me. But anyway, I mean, I guess I could start by asking you. uh, You were out last week and didn't get to ask you your opinions on Gladiator. Yeah. So well, um, what do you think of Gladiator? How many have you seen it before? I'm guessing you probably have.
1: (laughs) I, I have seen Gladiator a few times.
0: Yeah. You remember your first time?
1: My first time? Yeah. No, 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 no. It was probably in theaters though. Oh, cool. Yeah, because it just looked baller. Yeah, I mean, come on. Um, I love that movie. Yeah, it's listen, great. it's it's a great movie. Um, it is. I'm actually curious because uh, I haven't heard what you guys said about it. Uh, I'm assuming Paul was uh curmudgeon-y about it, and uh, you were really. like, "I
0: enjoyed this." really uh he said he loved it also um he i think he gave it four and a half stars i think um he was pretty four or four and a half but he was a big fan of it and seen it many times and he actually defended against some of the issues i had which were very small issues um he and autumn talked about it uh my main issue was that it really really reminded me of braveheart and watching it so close to Braveheart, I hadn't noticed as similar as they were before. I was like, "Oh no I, is it <laughs> Is it a rehash of Braveheart just set in Rome?" I don't know.
1: No, see, I I took Gladiator as a lot more fun than Braveheart was. Hmm. Um, as As kind of like a summer tentpole kind of film. Okay, instead of like an Oscar, like trying for an Oscar, like, yeah. Um. It's it's just it was made for the the fights and the gore and you throw a little uh barely boring weird kind of romancy thing in there that's really only one sided yeah and then the awkward walking Phoenix <laughs> like, that's yeah I don't know I just it's one of those movies where I could probably watch it maybe once a year and go yeah. that was fun I enjoyed yeah. every bit of that.
0: Yeah, it's one of my stepdad's favorite movies and one of the few that he ever owned. And so the, I watched it a lot growing up. Yeah. And um, Autumn really kind of defended it too. She kind of compared it to like a and d campaign where you take you know, Braveheart and, and Gladiator can both, you know, it's the hero's journey or whatever. You have yeah. certain plot points. And I was like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. And sometimes yeah. there's movies that, you know, it's all right if you kind of know where it's going to go. And if it's really well done, it's all the more enjoyable.
1: Yeah yeah um yeah i mean i think it. it, i i'm kind of weirded by the fact that it won best picture just because of how summer tent pulley it is um the problem is i also have not seen any of the other nominees including crouching tiger which was one i was hoping to watch but i still haven't seen it yet um and i'm trying to remember what else came out that year
0: So, uh, I had a a list of a few things. I guess I can go ahead and uh, tell you those and then ask you the questions. Yeah. Um, Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou came out that year. Okay, Uh, so
1: we have a clear winner.
0: (laughs) Snatch. uh, Then, you know, one you mention all the time uh, as a hard one to watch. uh, Requiem for a Dream. Unbreakable. Almost Famous.
1: That's actually one I haven't caught yet. So yeah snatch probably should have been given a best director Mm. um requiem i (laughs) it's so hard to have such a great movie that you can't recommend to anybody right because you're like hey can i ruin your day today
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, it was with american beauty it's like yeah watch this creepy movie especially now
1: but that one's even worse because, like Requiem, you're just like, listen, this is going to make you uncomfortable because right. nobody wins, nobody there, there's no, at
0: all, no release.
1: Um, but I, I just, man, oh brother, that was a perfect film. It is. It is a like there is literally nothing wrong with that movie at all, and the fact that it wasn't even nominated,
0: right. So I'll just That's ask: do you, do you do you think Gladiator deserved Best Picture? I mean, the other nominees—I know you hadn't seen them—were Aaron Brockovich, Chocolat, Traffic, and Crouching Tiger.
1: Yeah, I—I I mean, out of the list, being the only one that I've watched, I give it a yes. But knowing No brother came out that year, I have to say no.
0: Yeah,
1: because like I said, it just doesn't feel like a Best Picture. Yeah, but you know. I'll I'll admit to having a bit of drama bias when it comes Mm -hmm. to Best Picture because it's like, does it need to be like a December release drama? Yeah. To be recognized as a great film for the Academy, and a lot of the time it feels like it, and I think that's where I get that weird bias from. Mm -hmm. But (sighs) Gladiator is a good movie. It's just not perfect. Like it's it's not a. It has a lot of flaws to it. Yeah. So, and the fact that I watched the four hour version, <laughs> like, which I, man, I there are a couple of scenes where I'm like, okay, that was added, but the rest of it, I'm like, there, I don't know why anybody would release this. It's not adding anything to oh. it at all.
0: What kind of stuff was it? Did it stand out to you like you knew no, for like, sure? When no, you saw nothing
1: it? stood out to be like, because like I said, it didn't, nothing was added to the movie that made it change. not I don't want to say change, but like, to feel like, why would you need a four-hour version of this? Gotcha. At all, it, it was just like random dialogues here and there, some banter between like the gladiators, and a little bit more of um, oh, what's his stuff name,
0: comedists or something? Or
1: actually, a or? lot. No, no, not at all. Like oh. that was, which is something you would think that they right. would put on the floor, but no, it was actually a lot more. Um, what what is the guy's name? Was it Proximo?
0: was the, the uh, yeah. name of the owner proximo yep.
1: yeah he uh, uh a bit more of him which is which is nice because he's probably one of my favorite characters in the entire film
0: yeah and he died during the filming of it which i i wasn't aware of until oh, i didn't like, know that recently. either yeah oh wow there were there were a couple scenes in the movie where he brings the uh does he bring the keys to maximus or yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: he's the one who brings it and that's when the maximus is like Proximo you in danger of becoming a good man.
0: Yeah. And that was actually a body double with his face CGI'd on because he had died before Wow. That. And it was really yeah, we were talking about how impressive that like that yeah, holds up for 20 plus years, right? CGI. They like uh used his face from a couple other scenes in the movie and just like applied it on there. Hmm. And then the scene where he gets stabbed too. Um interesting. So, yeah, he he had suffered from alcoholism for a long time and had mm. abstained, but then they were filming somewhere near a pub where he got out and got wrapped into a drinking competition and ended up having a heart attack. So, oh no, went out. Uh, kind of badass, but really sad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so your answer was not really to the,
1: <laughs> yeah, that one's one of those ones where I'm just like, don't eh. yeah. oh, be yeah. hey, quiet, euphem. Yeah, it's, I, I want it. Like, I'm happy it's recognized. I just don't see it as a best picture winner. Gotcha.
0: So is it the worst best picture?
1: Not even close. I still haven't ranked it yet, but it's probably when it comes to, like I said, I like to make my list rewatchable. It's most likely in my top 20.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I think I had it uh, near that as well. You know, I think uh, if I recall correctly, Paul and I actually had it on our number twos with Crouching Tiger, the only one above it of the nominees
1: so yeah so yeah i kind of need to look at a uh, 2000 and go what came out that year because i feel like that so american psycho came out that year too didn't it i think so yeah which i mean again, something the academy's never gonna look at. i'm i'm happy castaway wasn't nominated because that had been fucking annoying because <laughs> tom hanks just equals oscar bait yeah um let's see what came out what women want the grinch meet the parents <laughs> x-men yeah i mean yeah let me look at december really quick just to kind of see like hey this probably should have been of course castaway came out in december god chocolate. So chocolate's one of those movies where it's like i should watch that but i don't want to it's <laughs> boring as fuck
0: that's actually what paul said he was very just like eh, yeah yeah like sleepy sunday kind of movie
1: yeah all right so i think this is the reason why i'm looking at the december big releases for the year and the only real oscar bait films are chocolate um crouching tiger which is a weird oscar bait film but sure um (laughs) and finding forrester
0: finding forrester i forgot to mention this it's one of the films i saw by myself in theaters and i was probably the only one under 50 yeah,
1: you're the man now, dog. <laughs> Punch the keys. Oh, and Traffic came out in in December as well. So yeah, so it's it's actually really weird that because uh, when did Gladiator come out? Um,
0: ben, I think it was fall. I I remember reading something about production was ending in summer.
1: May. It came out in oh. May.
0: Dang May,
1: and it won like. Mm. That's insane. Yeah. May was also the time that Battlefield Earth
0: came out, <laughs> which uh, swept the Razzies that year.
1: <laughs> I would assume. <laughs>
0: so, yeah,
1: yeah, it's 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 nowhere near the worst. Uh, oh God, Titan A.E. even came out that oh, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh yeah weird right year.
0: Yeah. So, um, well, I actually just got a message from a. a A past guest uh who asked if she could come on and join us to talk about beautiful mind so
1: well we uh we got a spot to fill yeah might as well let them in okay Uh, i'll let you want to talk about a movie
0: let's talk about a movie You beautiful people out there in podcast land. I'm Zach McCoy. I'm Jonathan Pierce. And I'm Rachel Hope. And welcome to the Oscar Worsty Podcast, the show where we go through Academy Award history, seeing who maybe deserved or didn't deserve or who could be the worst to be awarded. See, I'm not doing this very well, but it is what it is. You're the best. <laughs> You're doing fine. You're doing we're fine. We're watching movies. We're seeing what might be the worst best picture. That's what we're doing right now. Tonight... What are we watching, Jonathan?
1: Tonight, we're talking about A Beautiful Mind. The story of John Nash, a genius mathematician with the talent of making Paul Bettany his imaginary friend.
0: Ooh. Lucky bastard. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> yes, and that voice is uh, Rachel Hope, who's a past guest from the Braveheart episode. Thank you again for joining us. And
2: Thanks for having me back, fellas.
0: Yeah, yeah this is yeah. awesome. So, um, yeah, this is the... 74th academy awards i guess uh, i'll do a oscar breakdown Breakdown. it is an iridescent march 24th (laughs) 2002 well done well done thank you at the kodak theater i'm i'm not sure if this is the first time we've done the kodak theater i'm sorry if all is missing this but um yeah for joining us for the fourth time as host is whoopi goldberg um, Beautiful Mind wins Best Picture, nominated for eight, winning four. Um, most nominated on the night is *Lord of the Rings: A Fellowship of the Ring* with thirteen nominations. Yep, yep, get yep. there.
1: Oh, oh, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, yeah, get my notes here. Alright, so, uh, real quick Oh, oh shit I'm getting a fax I don't even have a fax machine Where is this coming from? Oh, jeez, so I'm sorry, sorry, excuse not a me fax machine, that's a so, dial-up modem
2: Yeah <laughs> So we really are back in 2001? Is yes, that right?
0: so, somehow this piece of paper appeared <laughs> I had broadband in 2001 It looks like it's a message from Paul <laughs> Okay, didn't. um he he sent an owl earlier to say that he'd left and he's in New York. He says, hey, guys, I'm having some New York pizza. Tell Jonathan it's good, but not Chicago style. Go fuck yourself,
1: Paul. Okay. I hope you okay. eat some barrows for the rest of your trip. <laughs> uh, I hope you eat Little that? Caesars for the rest of your trip.
2: Oh, I know that one. We had that one here. For a, I'm sorry. About a year, and then it went out of business.
0: Yeah, <laughs> as it should, as it should.
1: It's garbage, garbage.
2: <laughs>
0: Goodness. Well, okay. Oscar break now. <laughs> Beautiful Mind wins Best Picture um, over Gosford Park, In the Bedroom, Moulin Rouge, and Lord of the Rings: A Fellowship of the Ring. And Ron Howard wins Best Director for Beautiful Mind.
2: <sighs> yeah <laughs> That's quite a sigh
1: it, I have words I have so many words
0: Yeah So best actor goes to Denzel Washington for training day Um. I have words Yeah also nominated right? In the category Will Smith Which is funny because <laughs> I think he were, Those two were Nominated against each other This present year (laughs) uh and uh that news just came down about will smith today about
1: banned for 10 years 10 years yeah a
0: decade without oscar yeah yeah we we don't really uh, there's like everyone has said there's so many takes on the slap we haven't really talked about it other than to allude to it but 10 years i'm in it for the memes, sir yeah in it for the memes um (laughs) russell crowe was nominated for best actor um best actress Goes to Halle Berry for Monsters Ball. I also have words. I
1: have yes. so many words, but it's a delicate one. You have to dance around. I yeah. agree.
2: I agree. <laughs> because Next
1: <tango>. it is, <laughs> it is unfortunate that a Garbo actress like Halle Berry gets this award, but it's an award that should have gone to somebody. Because she was uh, was she the first African American
2: woman? She She's was. the first, yeah. and still
0: the only. Yeah, actress, Ast- yeah. actress, yeah, yes, still, um, yeah.
2: Because Hattie McDaniel won in '39 for Gone yeah. yeah. with the Wind, best supporting actor,
0: best supporting. Yep. So, yeah, Halle was first, and then there's
2: been quite a few since.
0: And Denzel was the first uh, African American to win since. Uh, supporting lead for the, of the field, exactly. Yep. So it is a historic. Um, Cinthel's great. Halle Berry is
1: (laughs) fucking Garbo. I I, can't think of really much of anything that I think she was actually good in.
0: She was amazing in Gothica. What the fuck? I'm I'm kidding. kidding.
1: The Catwoman was amazing.
2: I'm going to admit that I watched that movie for Robert Downey Jr., okay? It happened. Mm. I have a crush. There is no logic behind it.
0: (laughs) Okay. So best supporting actor goes to Jim Broadbent from Iris. Very nice. Uh, Best supporting actress goes to Jennifer Connelly from A Beautiful Mind as Alicia DeLarda Nash. I'm probably mispronouncing that. Um, Best screenplay written directly for the screen goes to Gosford Park, Julian Fellows. Yeah. Best screenplay based on material previously produced or published. Uh, slash adapted screenplay still got that slash in there goes to a beautiful mind Akiva Goldsman based on the this book by Sylvia Nazar
1: is the one where I'm struggling the hardest mm. and it's not because of Lord of the Rings oh Ghost World should have fucking won that one. Oh, hands actually, down yeah.
0: you know I was telling but, Paul uh, off the air last week that I haven't seen Ghost World I know See that Sad. movie? It's I, so I good. know I know and I have a crush on Thor birch and everything i don't know right
2: I, get, I, I was just gonna say i listened to that episode with the crush on thora birch you haven't seen ghost one
0: i know wrong with you it's it's <laughs> one of the many piles of movies that i just need to get to well yeah.
1: <laughs> i get that yeah
0: okay uh now we got a new category new category this year which you may hear about in the future best animated feature film fucking finally <laughs> and the and the inaugural winner of this is shrek which
1: listen <laughs> it's a it's, it's an <laughs> iconic film it's an iconic film i never got into shrek it just wasn't like i was like hey this is cute cool yeah. It fucking beat Monsters Inc.
0: I know. The best know Pixar fault, movie
1: too. ever. <laughs> <Yes>. So.
0: <laughs> yep. I, I like yeah. Shrek as well, but Monsters Inc. is absolutely incredible. Perfect.
1: Perfect. Mm-hmm. Agreed.
0: Best foreign language film goes to No Man's Land from Bosnia and Her- Go- Herzegovina. 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 Herz- Say that again.
2: Isn't it uh, Bosnia Herzegovina?
0: Yep. Herzegovina. Thank you. Herzegovina. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for educating me here. I'm a leg got. Fucked. I was surprised uh, that Amelie was in there because I thought it was a 2001 release, and they usually go next year for foreign language. Yeah.
2: I don't know. So, wait. So, Amelie was not nominated. Is that right? It was it,
0: nominated, it but is. it did not.
1: It win. was nominated. Yeah. It was, I was actually nominated, it wasn't nominated for the Best Picture. In, it was, there was something yeah, cool. else it was nominated for as well earlier. It,
2: uh, best Original Score, I think.
0: And Best Screenplay. Uh, yeah. I'm yeah. uh, not quite the score yet, so we'll, we'll get there. Yep, best green, yeah, oh, Best sorry. Screenplay. Oh, no, you uh, fine. Best. Yeah, it was
1: nominated for Best Screenplay.
0: Yeah, all these great. Um, best Documentary Feature goes to Murder on a Sunday Morning. Best Documentary Short Subject goes to Thoth. Don't know anything about that. Hmm. Best Live Action Short Film goes to The Accountant. Best animated short feature for the birds.
1: Oh, that one I've seen. That one's funny. There's another Pixar one.
0: Yeah. Is that the one where they're on the wire?
1: Yep. Okay. With that one big bird.
2: I've seen that too. Yeah.
0: Well, our next category brings us to our podcast within a podcast, John Williams, Oscar watch. And he's in here twice. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, and um, <laughs> he loses. Uh, he, he's nominated for artificial intelligence and Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Both great, great soundtracks, but he loses to Howard Shore for Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. Because fucking come on, because <laughs> yeah, obviously, I mean, but I
2: think it's kind of tough though. Because I think if you're going to think of scores that you remember from big films from the early two thousands. Yeah. You got two in the same category. Though. Absolutely. You do? Two that are iconic.
1: But I, I still think Lord of the Rings is like the best of the two.
2: I would agree. I would agree. Yeah.
1: Like I not don't get me wrong, I like Harry Potter. I'm trying not to nowadays, but
2: Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. I get that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yep. um yeah so then our next category best original song lovely song from monsters inc if i didn't have you yeah music and lyrics by your man randy newman
1: <laughs> yep <laughs> beating out may it be by enya
0: um yeah that's
2: uh that's, God. What is...
0: <laughs> paul is sending something else uh Oh God. <laughs> Billy Crystal just threw out the first pitch at the Yankees game. Suck it, losers. Jeez, oh, this guy.
1: Yeah, that fucker got to be feet away from Billy Crystal today. Oh wow. A jerk.
2: That's vicious. Look, I, I I thought Paul and I got on well, but now I'm starting to take it personally.
1: Yeah, nope. Paul's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Rub it in our I face. I mean a dick that's I mean, close
2: to Billy Crystal now though.
1: Yeah. Take his wife to New York, but he won't take me. Don't Well,
0: maybe he will. <laughs> next category is best sound editing, which goes to <laughs> Pearl Harbor. Oh, fuck. Beating Monsters, Inc. That's, a, that's odd that they only have two in that category.
1: Because Lord of the Rings had great sound, and yeah. I could probably think. AI actually probably could have been nominated yeah. for this one as well. It's funny
0: that you say that because the next category is best sound. Which goes to Black Hawk Down. Uh, Lord of the Rings was nominated.
1: At a uh, Black Hawk Down. Uh, I'm sure I've told you before, but I, uh, I saw that. Have you seen Black Hawk Down, by the way, Rachel? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I saw that movie uh, in an early release in uh, Fort Rucker, Alabama, which is a helicopter base for the Army um, with a bunch of helicopter pilots who knew those guys. Mm. I was in a theater of a bunch of crying men watching their friends die again. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah.
2: That's, the words. that's, that's um... that shit was rough. <laughs> that's dramatic. Yeah. Oh, <sighs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, well on that note, uh, well, category. You you
2: down? But you know.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, if it makes it feel better, Pearl Harbor sucks too. Yeah, Pearl Harbor. Well,
2: work. I, I was, I was thinking that the sound editing was probably, you know, just everybody snoring in the background. Yeah, right.
0: Oh. That's probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Best art direction goes to Moulin Rouge.
1: Fucking shit!
0: <laughs> it's a beautiful
1: movie. No, it's not. It is not. It is somebody <laughs> threw up. So, like, somebody <laughs> drank watercolor and then just vomited all over like film
2: I I feel like 19 year old me really loved Moulin Rouge and then older me knows better
0: yeah okay I'll save my thoughts for later yeah <laughs> uh but yeah Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings were both in that category so that it is kind of <laughs> hard to Amelie probably could have Amelie got, been given that one Gosford Park was pretty but you know best cinematography here you go Lord of the Rings Fellowship hey, the family. Ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, Roger Deacon's uh The Man Who Wasn't There is in that category too. Mm-hmm. Best makeup goes to Lord of the Rings over a beautiful mind.
1: Which is a weird nomination, but anytime they put people in old makeup, they're like, Oh,
0: that must <laughs> be the best makeup.
2: <laughs> it was not the best old makeup, let's be it honest. It wasn't.
0: <laughs> His neck looked okay, I guess.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> i was well, i was more thinking of jennifer connelly at the ceremony oh god she's so like, like that was just leave. horrendous well all right because basically it's like it well like you put a ronald reagan mask over a face like, oh, Come on. <laughs>
1: like how do we take somebody who's perpetually gonna look 17 and try to make them look old nope you failed sorry <laughs>
0: <laughs> well okay <laughs> best costume design goes to moulin rouge Best film editing
1: over Lord of the Rings over Harry Potter makes no fucking sense.
0: You're full of fire tonight. You know, maybe these are things you know. I fucking, the hate Mulan the again. <laughs> I fucking hate
1: Mulaneru. I fucking hate Mulaneru so
0: much.
2: I love the, I love the passion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we do love the passion. Yeah, best best film editing goes to Black Hawk Down over Beautiful Mind. Uh, Lord of the Rings also in there and memento sneaking in which
1: you (laughs) not give memento film i know
0: i know that's exactly what i was thinking too (laughs) that
1: doesn't make any fucking sense good god like i think of everything i'm like you know i kind of see where you're going you're wrong but i see where you're going with film editing it's like
0: how that is that's what makes that movie fucking academy (laughs) We'll finish off the awards here with best visual effects, which goes to Lord of the Rings.
1: I'd have given that to AI at first mm. when it comes to visual Ooh. effects. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Lord of the Rings shines in its practical effects. And mm. the fact, like, I think really they're basing it off of that forced, um, oh, it's a uh, forced perception.
0: For- perspective, yeah.
1: Or forced perspective where they have, you know, that's how they got the hobbits to look small. I think that's just really what they're basing those visual effects on. It's like, okay, cool. Mm. You filmed a guy further away than the other people. Cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> but AI... for a, I mean, you had Gollum, too. An though. okay... Well, yeah, and you did. Well, Andy Circus just... Yeah. Is perfect. Yeah. But yes. AI was, I think, the, the effects in that movie for a, an okay film. Mm. That, that's really where it shined.
0: Gotcha. I'll we'll finish off here. i got Academy uh, Honorary Awards. Go to the great Sidney Poitier, Robert Redford. Uh, Gene Herschel Humanitarian Award goes to Arthur Hiller. And i um, got a Gordon E. Sawyer Award. I'm not sure if there's an Irvin er- G. Thalberg Award. Uh, Paul will have to clean that up when he comes back. Sorry, Paul. But uh, the Gordon E. Sawyer Award goes to Edmund DeGulio. Apologies if I've got that wrong. Uh, he was an american technician and technical innovator who founded cinema products corporation um, most famous for developing the steadicam so that's quite the cinematic contribution there um he worked with director stanley kubrick to develop special cinema effects for barry linden the shining and a clockwork orange and in 1992 he won the scientific and engineering award a second time for camera system designed for CP 65 showcase camera system, which was used for 65 millimeter motion picture photography. He received a technical achievement award in 1998 for the design of the key code sync reader. And he won the John a Bonner medal of commendation in 1999 for outstanding service and dedication, upholding the high standards of uh, the Academy of motion pictures, arts and sciences. So, as Paul says, thank you, Edmund DeGaillio, hero to all.
1: Yeah, let's talk about this movie.
0: Oh, I forgot. Is Was this everybody's first time seeing this? I forgot to ask that. No. 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 Neither. Anybody remember their first time?
2: <laughs> we're film being sex? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's
1: like, I think we're at a time now where it's like, have we not
2: seen any of them at this point?
1: Oh, that's not true. Because <laughs> I know the more modern ones
0: are more. I've got more a couple modern. that I haven't, but Paul has yeah. seen them all at this point. Yeah. I'm sure Rachel maybe has too.
2: Yes, I have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm an
0: Oscar's geek. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody remember their first time seeing it?
2: I had to watch it for university um, oh. because of the mental health aspects.
0: Mm, gotcha.
2: And um, I have I have grown in appreciation for the mental health aspects as I've as I've worked with people with mental health. But um, at the time, I it it was a hard one to get into at the beginning for me.
0: Okay. Jonathan, you you recall? No, this was one <laughs> of those
1: ones where it was just like, "This looks cool." I'll pop it in the DVD player. Yeah, and I did. Yeah, and it same was uh, the movie that got me into Paul Bettany. Oh
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very good, very good. Yeah. yeah, I saw it for the first time around 2006. Also, one that you know I picked up a DVD copy and same copy that I watched this week.
1: So. Nice.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: This is (laughs) an okay movie. Yeah. It is not bad. It's Mm -hmm. a little bit worse when you realize that uh, uh, John Nash was like a raging anti-Semite. Ooh. Mm
0: -hmm. Damn. Yeah. Here I I thought we were having a controversy pre- (laughs) <laughs>
1: oh, he was a fucking know,
0: I
2: feel like they got divorced too, didn't they? The they house? did.
0: <laughs> yeah, they got remarried like 30 years later, but they, they were divorced. I mean, the movie doesn't show that at all. <laughs>
2: nope. No, no. Nice little gloss there. I mean, nobody wants to see anybody divorce Jennifer Connelly, but
0: that's right. to be honest. Yeah. Right. I,
2: yeah. I would not divorce that woman, ever.
1: <laughs> I, I wouldn't have married her to begin with.
2: Oh, ouch! I, I, I'm. I don't like Labyrinth. <gasps> get off the podcast!
1: I I love David Bowie. I can't stand Labyrinth anymore. I loved it as a kid, but man, does that movie just not fucking hold up?
2: Oh, see, yeah, no, but that's in your opinion, which at that, the moment is, I'm, I'm questioning. I'm questioning that opinion. No, that's yours. fair. That is 100 <laughs> something you should always do for me.
1: <laughs> once i have a 12 year old food diet and a 12 year old movie diet um yeah. and uh yeah but for this one i just the mental health aspect of it 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 what i found interesting the most you know because i i've i've worked with um adults with uh, intellectual disabilities and mental illnesses for like 10 years and yeah. i've worked with you know people with things like schizophrenia and schizophrenia is not the delusion so much that you see in things like this. Like it, it is something that can pop up sometimes, but more of it's like just the inability for the mind to even work in the sense of yeah. watching. Like you'll when when you hear somebody with schizophrenia actually talk, they're, they're just words put into a sentence that makes sense to them, but don't to you. So yeah. seeing it, like this I was like this is a little off putting for me cuz this may not be that what I did find interesting was knowing that uh I did look it up was how insulin shock was done and where it's basically they were forcing seizures upon people through yeah. these insulin and at first the first time I saw the movie I was like are they just are they giving him electroshock like what is going on and then now watching the movie this time going oh yeah okay that's um that's fucked <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um,
2: Look, I, I think with the mental health side of things, I think we're looking at how mental health was viewed in the mm fifties. We're looking at a man who has, uh, who, who is already neurotypical, who is not neurotypical at all, given, uh, given just his absolute ability to, to think and, and work out things that, that people just generally can't. Um, and I get that it's been done for whatever cinema like cinematic effect, but what I liked mental health wise about this film was that it actually shows the impact of mental health on the people around the person that yes is yeah, struggling.
1: yeah yeah, absolutely
2: um you know, and I think anyone who has been in that situation where they have been a carer of somebody and and I'm trying to find a way to to put it into words and not be a downer when you absolutely love somebody and you just know that it's not them and, but they know it's not them as well, but they can't make themselves how they normally are. I think they showed that really well. I think Jennifer Connelly is somebody that I think is, is drop dead gorgeous. I think that she generally plays uh, type A personalities. Mm. That seems to be the role that they'll generally cast her in. I think she shows that exasperation, like exasperation in this film really well, that she shows that it's you. How do you love somebody when you don't even really know who they are because they, they're lost in their own head. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's what, um, without divulging too much personal information or anything. The first time I watched this, I was like, Oh, this is a, this is a good movie. It, I um watching it now though. The, the mental health aspect, the whole, like Exactly what Rachel said the the impact of the people around you and and the struggle of knowing the person wants so badly not to have this happen to themselves and and that it just overwhelmed me a little bit a couple times in this movie and I I connected on that level this
2: time yeah
0: I I after I finished watching it I I kind of was looking at my past uh, scores and rankings on it. And then I was looking at some other reviews. A lot of people were complaining about the, the uh, depiction of schizophrenia and the fact that like he went off his medication. I mean, I don't, there's nowhere in the film that it really makes it seem like a good decision that he did it. And at least not first, no. and the idea that love in air quotes, love can defeat anything is, I mean, it's a yeah. cinematic tool in this case. But as far as I've read, I mean, his it, perhaps his intellectual ability allowed him to reason more because he claims that he was able to do some of what was seen in the movie, you know, yeah. still have delusions, but be able to reason with himself that, okay, that's what that is, and I can ignore it a little bit. But I mean, he was in and out of mental health facilities more often than shown in the film, too. So, yeah. yeah. But as a film, I mean, I love I love Jennifer Colleen's performance in here, and I think Russell Crowe's really good.
1: I yeah, yeah, no, I, I, nobody's bad in this movie. I would agree. It's and you know I'm going to keep repeating myself. Paul Bettany is fucking amazing because he just plays Paul Bettany in this film. Like it's just <laughs>
2: he does, he really does. It,
1: it, it's, <laughs> it's it's he it's it's one of those things where I complain a lot about Michael Sarah. Always playing Michael Sarah because he only knows how to play Michael Sarah. But then you get Paul Bentney, who just basically only ever plays Paul Bettany. But I like so, his character better than Michael Sarah's. <laughs> yeah,
2: see, see, back in the day, those were the people that were movie stars and not actors. Yeah. And and that's that's a thing. Like I <clears throat> I think I said this in a review the other day where I was saying, I love Audrey Hepburn, but Audrey Hepburn plays Audrey Hepburn in every film that she does. You know, Truman exactly, Capote yeah. didn't want her in Breakfast at Tiffany's because <laughs> she's meant to be an escort, and no one believes that Audrey Hepburn would be an escort. <laughs> um, right? So it's, but it's this thing of um, they have inane likability, and it, it doesn't matter what Paul Bettany does. I, 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 for starters, I love his voice. I think he's got a great voice. Mm, but I yeah. would watch Paul Bettany because I like Paul Bettany. Yep. And I actually like Michael Sarah too. So I will watch Michael Cera knowing I what can't. I'm going to do. But hang on. Hang Except on. Scott, but Pilgrim, you know Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim a perfect film. But. Oh, yes. Yes. Thank you. Um, you know what you're going to get out of him? Does that make sense? Like you're not going in there with a misapplication that you're going to get this phenomenal thing. But You're going to get Michael Sarah. Point.
1: But that's my problem. So, like, that's always been the joke that I've always said. It was like, Michael Sarah is that guy who always plays Michael Sarah. And then you get the movie Alter Ego, where it's Michael Sarah playing Michael Sarah and his alter ego, Michael Sarah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I still have yet so, to see that. I mean, I do. You know what? There is, well, Michael Sarah with a mustache. <laughs> oh, oh. So. There's,
2: there's hope for them because Hugh Grant played the same character for a really long time. Exactly.
1: And Hugh Grant and was garbage forever.
2: And then he's turned around and, like, him and the gentleman, I was just like, ooh. I, like I, this. This I, I, I need to this see this him in something
1: better. It's like Nicole Kidman is always been probably one of the worst actresses in Hollywood ever. And then lately I, has I, just I, been I missed, like, by the way, I'm good.
2: Don't know if you guys knew that. I um, I, I have problems with her accent because I feel like I watch Kate Blanchett in a movie and I don't hear the Australian, but I watch Nicole Kidman in every movie. I hear the Australian in her accent. Fair enough. and um, But not in the Ricardos. That was <laughs> the first time I went, ooh, we'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Also still thinking that I'm gangster. <laughs> yeah.
0: Everybody can be a little bit if they want to be.
2: No. Not I.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not
2: convincing.
0: Nope.
2: I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a squishy redhead with a mermaid fascination. I am about as far from gangster as you get. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. So, as a film, as a like, listen, I like Ron Howard as a director. I think he he's a very play it safe kind of director. Yeah, I I don't, I don't think he really does anything to shine so much. It always just kind of feel it. Ron Howard comes off a lot as Spielberg light. Yeah, and it it sounds like we a big thing, but at Spiel, least but. he's good at that. Yeah. Um I just this movie was one of those ones where it's like I it's okay. It's 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 it's, it's not a fun film like Gladiator was, but it's, it's one of those movies theory. where it's no, it's not. Even though it tries to be at the end. It definitely comes off a little Oscar baity.
0: Yeah.
1: Um Oh, 100%, yeah. But at the same time, it's just like were you trying to make the whole being schizophrenic thing a twist because it really because they marketed it very much like it wasn't like it they marketed it as this because it's a biopic ish yeah. so it's why try
0: yeah and and coming out just you know two years after the sixth sixth sense which I, I feel like the scenes where he's having the extra characters are are done fairly well or the delusions but not as well as in the sixth sense, so yeah, uh, I don't know. And they don't really. Yeah, I
2: think if it was just Paul Bettany, you can get away with it.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But I, I don't know. It just because yeah. of that twist, it makes me go, "How much was real? Like, how much actual work was he? At? Well, like, I want to know what his actual work was,
0: right? Like, yeah.
1: And we didn't get any really much of that at all. Outside of the one classroom scene where he had to teach and he meets Jennifer Connelly, he's like cool.
0: Yeah, I mean he's doing all the stuff on the windows in the library, but I guess he yeah. sits down, talks to those kids, and starts to have his breakthrough. But then we like flash forward, so we don't really see yeah. what happened. We just have to assume that hey, he's a teacher now and things have been going well. Yep, which it's, may or may I not. I think
2: it's a good. Yeah, I think it's a good film. I don't mm-hmm. think it's. It's not a film that I would say is is a great film. I think that there's absolutely some issues with timing. Uh-huh.
0: Mm-hmm. I
2: think that some things feel really rushed. Like I did like seeing later on where he was sort of working things out with the kids and, and stuff and he was sort of reintegrating, I guess. Yeah. But that yeah. feels kind of rushed. But then we spent a lot of time on things that I wouldn't necessarily have spent as much time on. I, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Good, but not great.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think one other scene that really, uh, I think the best scene, it's like hard to call it the best because it's so upsetting is the scene where he is off his meds and um, he goes to give the baby the bath and Jennifer Connelly comes running in and realizes what's going on. And just that whole moment is, it's really tense and well done. And when she comes back up after um, she makes the decision that she's not going to leave, that's mm-hmm. that's another one of those moments that really hits me emotionally, especially. Yeah,
2: now. I feel that. Yeah, yeah. We, right. we will we will discuss later when we're not on the podcast. Yeah, yeah,
0: gotcha. Yeah. Well, um, all right. Does anybody else have any particular thoughts that we might not uh, have?
1: Not on mm-hmm. this movie.
0: Not on this movie. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Library of Congress time is it time hey. for that. Yeah, this film is not in the Library of Congress. That is not surprising. But there are three from the year. We've got two that we've talked about fairly recently. One, anyone, anybody want to guess what these three films are?
1: Um, see here, Harry Potter. Well, Shrek, obviously.
0: Shrek, yes. Yeah.
1: Lord of the Rings.
0: Lord of the Rings, yes. Oh,
1: man, uh,
0: third one's kind of a surpriser. Monkey Bone, <laughs> not Monkey Bone, but uh, <laughs> uh you got the right the start of it, right? It's a memento, memento's in.
1: Oh, really?
0: Oh, yeah. nice. wow. Okay. Um, any guess that the earliest inductee of these three films,
1: uh, Shrek, most likely almost as fucking immediately as it could have been. So, what,
0: 2000, <laughs> I would actually
2: say the same for Lord of the Rings, yeah,
0: 2011. Uh, God, one would hope. You unfortunately no. Uh, Memento gets in in 2017, and it's the earliest film. Wow. Yeah, Shrek. I'm- Shrek got in in 2020. Lord of the Rings just got in this past year, 2021. And I'm wondering we haven't got there yet, but maybe Return of the King is in first, and that's why it didn't. I don't know. That
2: would probably make sense. Mm, yeah.
0: Maybe yeah. we'll see when we get there. Yeah. So, Two yeah, more weeks, so that- maybe. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> So okay. I'm excited. So I guess this, this is the time of the pod where Oh, Razzies. That's right. Yes. Razzies, baby.
1: <laughs> yeah. So we get to talk about the worst film ever made in the history of film because the worst picture of the Razzies this year was Freddie Got Fingered. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and here's the thing I liked Tom Green at that Tom Green came out at the age I needed. Tom Green to come out or because that shit was hilarious. Freddie got fingered was fucking terrible. I would rather watch a Brady, the Brady bunch movies all over again. And I fucking hated those movies than I would. Freddie got fingered ever again.
0: I have, I have still actually never, never seen, seen Freddie got fingered other than the daddy. Would you like some sausage? That's, yeah. that's the only scene I've ever seen. Yeah.
1: And uh, it, seen be- it. it beat out Pearl Harbor and glitter.
2: Oh. oh, see. It's, so it was it did have tough competition then.
1: Yeah. It clear <laughs> like I mean it was still for me, it's a fucking landslide. Don't see that. Usually I'd be like, you know what, check out a movie because it's that bad. Like you need to no, I'm just telling you don't. No. Go watch Battlefield Earth.
0: My bum is on the Swedish. Swedish.
1: <laughs> I missed Tom Green. <laughs> I saw he actually started TikTok recently.
0: Oh really? So, yeah.
1: <laughs> He looks like an old Tom Green. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> worst actor goes to Tom Green in Freddy Got Fingered.
0: Congratulations.
1: <laughs> Beating out Ben Affleck in Pearl something. Harbor. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, Kevin Costner in 3,000 Miles Graceland, Keanu Reeves in Hardball in Sweet November, and John Travolta in Domestic Disturbance and Sword of Shit. Oh.
0: <laughs> I uh, don't think Hardball is that bad.
2: Hardball's fine. I don't yeah. <laughs>
1: It's not the best, but
2: we don't we don't come for Keanu.
1: Yeah,
2: we protect him at all costs.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, He's a special soul. He is. Yes,
2: you're amazing.
1: Uh, worst <laughs> actress goes to Mariah Carey in *Glitter*, <laughs> beating out Penelope Cruz in *Blow*. Captain wow. Corelli's Mandolin, and she was Garbo in *Blow*, and I love that movie, but mm. she was fucking terrible. <laughs> Uh, Angelina Jolie in Laura Croft, uh, Jennifer Lopez and Angel Eyes, and Charlize Theron in *Sweet November*. we well. supporting actor <laughs> goes to Charlton Heston. Charlton Heston in *Cats and Dogs* and his cameo in *Planet of the Apes*.
0: Uh,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh Worst Supporting Actress goes to Estella Warren and Driven and Planet of the Apes, beating out Drew Barrymore and Freddie Got Fingered. Worst Screen Couple goes to Tom Green and any animal he abuses in Freddie Got Fingered.
0: He and Drew Barrymore were like dating at the time, weren't they? Yes. So I think they were married. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, beating
1: out Ben Affleck and either Kate Beckinsale or Josh Hartnett. Uh the other screen couple mariah carries cleavage hey now yeah uh worst remaker sequel goes to planet of the apes this was the uh tim burton tim burton one uh yeah uh worst director goes to tom green for freddie got fingered
0: big and, bang for him
1: yeah and worst screenplay freddie got fingered no like
2: sounds like he had a very successful night
1: yeah this movie was so bad it beat driven which was screenplay by sylvester stallone which the razzies fucking love to just shit on so when you when you get beat by sylvester stallone for the razzies you know you just have the worst
0: yeah i wonder i mean i'd have to be interested to look back and see if he like was there and accepted the awards and probably had fun with it or something he probably
1: did I would imagine. So, all right. Well, now it I is like it time to do that.
2: I, it's yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, it's Sorry. like even when uh, Sandra Bullock came in and grabbed her Razzie the same year she won her Oscar.
2: Same <laughs> like, year she, she won the Oscar. Yep. <laughs> I like that. I respect that.
1: All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into our worsty judgments. And, Rach, you've been here before, so you know we got a couple of questions here for you. And we'll go ahead and start with the first one being, does this movie deserve
2: Best Picture? Oof. No. I, uh, no. No. I'm going to sound yeah. a little bit more confident in my answer there. <laughs> no, I know fair. why it won, but no. <laughs> but then I had issues with everybody that won, like everything that won that year, pretty much.
0: mm. Do you have a a feeling of what should have won?
2: Um, I know why Lord of the Rings didn't win. Um, I think they were sort of saving that. That's how it felt, that they were saving Mm. it so that they could just go, boom, everything goes to that third film. Yeah. Um, I was really surprised that Amelie didn't get a nomination for Best Picture. Right. And loved that. Um, I understand why Gossett Park got its nomination. I appreciate that as a film. I think if I had to pick out of the films that were nominated, I would probably go with In the Bedroom. I think it was a dark film and a, I, I, I just, I, I found it really raw and very real, but it didn't have the Oscar bait or the glitz that A Beautiful Mind had. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm agree with you in the fact that no, this did should not have one best picture. Mm-hmm. i don't think it should have been nominated and i feel like the majestic did not get any attention and probably should oh, have been nominated for best point. picture um yes. and that movie actually was very odd i even came out in december um it's one of jim carrey's best performances and i just yeah it He's got underrated screwed. he really is and it, it's kind of his fault in a way because he was, you know, Ace Ventura, and he went the for Academy. the
2: paycheck when he could. But
1: and he deserved it, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, is, this is the same reason why um, Adam Sandler didn't get uh, didn't win for uh, uncut for Uncut Gems, where he was Uncut
0: Gems, fucking amazing, <laughs> but that <laughs> means.
1: <in> <laughs> they've they literally said no because he's just too much of a goofball for like it's it's an image thing for them i'm like no that's not what it's supposed to be it's because he was the best he was and got ignored um god i even think blow probably should have been nominated at the same time too but that Mm -hmm. one's one of those like it could have been it could have not been but i do think those are better movies than a beautiful mind was and again a beautiful mind isn't bad it just I just don't think it was one of the best movies of the year at
2: all. I don't think it was an overly strong year for films in a lot of ways either. I think there were some films that were really amazing, and then there was a lot that was sort of somewhere in the middle.
1: There was a lot yeah. that was in the middle. I mean, so like Sexy yeah. Beast came out that year, and Sexy Beast did get some nominations, but it ben wasn't nominated, right? Yeah, I think Ben Kingsley was nominated. But yeah, there was a lot that's just kind of like, like Legally Blonde came out that year, and that's just a movie that's almost perfect.
2: Hmm. Um, to, to, to me, that, the fact that that didn't get nominated over Moulin Rouge or something, you know what I mean? I think it's clever. Yeah. But they don't like comedy films.
1: <laughs> so, and That's my thing, too. I think the Academy just fucking ignores comedy. Uh, yeah. And that was also another thing is Moulin Rouge is fucking garbage. Outside of Romeo plus Juliet, it is the only red curtain trilogy film that is that Romeo plus Julie is the only red curtain trilogy film where it's not Bob alarm up his own fucking ass, just puking on film. Um, I,
2: <sighs> so, so uh, do you want me to weigh in on this as the Australian, please do, please do. Please do. Okay. So what I will tell you is that strictly ballroom was a film that did amazing things for Australian cinema. And what I really like about strictly ballroom is the, the humor in it is very Australian humor. Um, it is, but it is not a film that I would recommend doing well on a world stage. It is very much an Australian film. It's kind of like Gustav Park is very much a British film. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly, you know, it's the kind of film that you take your nana to go and see before you go out for tea and sandwiches. Right. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> um, sure. and, and so I, I value what Strictly Borum did for Australian cinema. I think Romeo and Juliet was great. I think, I think Moulin Rouge benefited from the fact that Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise got divorced. Hmm and that she was very much favoured in the media, in that divorce, and people sort of felt like, oh, we've got to, you know, we've, we've got to pick her up and keep going, and I think that that sort of got people into it, and then it had so many songs that people were like, oh, well, I'll buy the soundtrack, and I, I, I think it got more hype than it actually deserved, yeah. and I remember living in Sydney uh, when, when Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman got divorced, and... and um, in all honesty, I remember catching a bus through Sydney where there was graffiti on the wall that said "Tom Cruise sucks fairy dicks." So, <laughs> I, you know, the, the mood in Australia was very anti Tom Cruise. <laughs> so, I, I get what I'd say, but, i it's there, but yeah, no.
1: I was never in the drama club in my high school, but yeah. I hung out with the drama crew because
2: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: I was just, you know, that stoner kid in high school. But I was able to hang out with those guys. We were
2: friends. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So all of my friends were basically the theater kids, and this came out. I was in high school, and they all fucking loved this movie. And I remember my friend Brittany was like, "Hey, we got to watch this film." And I watched, and I was like, my brain immediately shut off the second they did that. Like three seconds of Nirvana's "Nevermind." I was like, "Nope, (laughs) I'm fucking checked out. I'm so." done with every bit of this i'm sad that kylie minogue was even in the movie
2: oh no we're never sad that kylie was in something because kylie minogue's movies are always horrendous but we love her because she's kylie minogue
1: yeah and that's fine and i love her just because she's her but i'm sad for her and ewan mcgregor two of the most beautiful people I, put on yeah. this planet in <laughs> this just god awful fucking garbage so that's my take. I think Moulin they, Rouge. I
2: think, I think my favorite part of Moulin Rouge is the two-second cameo that David Wenham has. Yeah. As Audrey in the very beginning. Mm. <laughs> done.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Zach, let's get to you. Hi. Oh did did you he, say he who did, who deserved best picture?
1: Who deserves best picture? Yeah. Um, I don't want to say Lord of the Rings deserved best picture because I don't look at rate said lord of the Rings" says one movie right yeah um it was clearly the better movie that year and yeah it should go. have won yeah, I but it. i don't think it something that should have for three years just dominated the fucking
0: academy <laughs> yeah.
1: Fair, so fair. but yeah so zach okay
0: well, um, I've seen four out of the five best picture nominees. I didn't get to watch in the bedroom. I really wanted to this week, but just you know, one of those things where I don't have the.
2: It's worth a watch. Um,
0: so my other uh, ranking of the four that are nominated, I slot in Moulin Rouge at the bottom. Although I do actually kind of like the movie. You
1: fucking would. <laughs>
0: uh, Paul uh mentioned last episode maybe he'd mentioned it off the air I don't know. We were talking about it a little bit like he he hated it but then he rewatched it recently and really liked the first 2 acts but then hated the ending. And that's kind of how I am too. I really I I just buy into it and I'm in there and I love watching you and McGregor dance around all the pretty colors. I used to I downloaded your song off of Napster back in the day and I'd dance around my room like I want to sing this to Caitlyn and and she's going to fall in love with me and it's not exactly what happened but Maybe. Um, (laughs) Not because of the song, anyway. (laughs) What's your thought there, Jonathan? I see your mouth moving.
1: I could just see her being like, she'll let you think that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think um, she kind of likes the movie, too. We own it, and we've watched it, but... I feel like every time we get towards the end, she's like, I going to just turn it off now. I've, I've, I've watched the part I've wanted to watch. It's one of those kind of movies yep. for us anyway. Kind of
2: like elevated music. It's all right to be on in the background.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, and then I have Gosford park, which I watched for the first time this week. Um, and I really liked it. It suffers, unfortunately from me having seen Downton Abbey before <laughs> seeing this. So it's like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get it. But the story's good. And I, I, I like the, uh, it winning um, for screenplay. Um, I have uh, Lord of the Rings, which is the best film of the year. But I, I, I agree with the total sentiment that everybody else had that it didn't need to win. And in retrospect, looking back, knowing what's going to happen, I'm glad it played out the way it did.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that said, I'm actually. Okay. Before I say something else, I'll. Amelie should have been nominated. Take out Moulin Rouge. Maybe even take out Gosford Park. Mulholland Drive, I think, is an incredible film. Not necessarily. uh, It is. Not something that's going to win Best Picture (laughs) exactly, but
2: (laughs) deserving of a nomination, I think.
0: Probably, yeah.
2: You're right. Yeah. Um,
0: And you know, maybe David Lynch should have won Best Director for that. uh, If nothing else. Um, Sure i'll stick up for paul and i's uh royal bombs here i think that could have snuck in with the
1: i was waiting for it i wasn't even gonna fuck you don't need to it. stick
2: up for that and, and with me i'm i'm on board with that
1: <laughs> i thought we were friends jonathan's eyes rolled back <laughs> so far friends.
0: i
2: can't So <laughs> i fucking hate West so, so uh, yeah, i'm just gonna give you a heads up jonathan if you say anything about grand budapest hotel I will be on the first plane to come and knife you. Okay, Okay,
1: cool. I have... All right, listen. I have watched enough Wes Anderson to go, I do not need to watch any more Wes Anderson. I don't. I know I don't like his movies. I I have not seen Grand Budapest, so I can't say if it's a good or bad movie. I can go ahead and assume it's fucking pretentious garbage, but I cannot definitively say that. Almost.
2: (laughs)
0: he just, he just doesn't vibe with it, you know, but Grand to I'm holding my
2: that's, that's, thoughts that's okay. for another
0: 12 weeks or whatever, but uh, yeah. Uh, spoiler. I love that movie. Um, <gasps> yes. and you uh, my friend. <laughs> I'm going to say this just to, uh, bug Jonathan, Donnie Darko should have won best picture. No, you fucking <laughs> I'm shut up. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I like Donnie Darko, but no. Um, a quick shout out to I would have um,
1: literally put Monkey Bone in well before I'd have put Donnie Darko <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shout out to the others, was which was uh Caitlin, my first date. We went Damn. to the, the theater where Paul worked. He worked there later, but same theater. And no. when we um when we got engaged, I proposed at that theater with our the date of our first date up on the marquee. No. So. Um but
2: Aww. <laughs>
0: also Monster this is Inc. Where it's monsters not Inc. to
2: have a woman yeah
1: yeah yeah <laughs> monsters Inc. definitely should have been nominated yeah
2: i i didn't think of that but yeah i would agree
0: yeah so I'll, uh, I'll say uh i'm actually i'm okay with beautiful mind winning i get why like rachel said i get why it did i think it's a good movie it hits me more now with real life experience of things and so i have a hard time saying now but i'll say sure for this year it wasn't the best film, but I'm okay with it winning. Uh,
1: I also want to point out real quick the one of the most egregious things at the Academy this year is that Dakota Fanning did not even get nominated for uh, Iron Sam. Sam
2: right? Yeah, like
1: when you're six years old and you out-act Sean Penn. Yes.
0: Yep. Yes. Good. Point. Seriously.
2: Yeah. I, look, I I just think they got it they got it for the most part really wrong yeah. <laughs> with the uh, acting awards that year. I um. Yeah. I, I love Denzel. He's very talented. Didn't deserve twin in that yeah. category. Yeah,
0: it was probably more of a make up for other things that he'd done. Yeah.
2: I would agree. I would agree. Uh, yeah. Halle Berry. Actually, n- I'm, I'm not a big fan of Halle Berry. I do think that she did a great performance in Monsters 4 and probably deserved the nomination. It, it, Sissy Spacek it, I had it, in my opinion. And I just... like. But there I'm was a, also uh, others...
1: I'm going to go ahead and jump in here for Paul and just assume that he's right even though I have not seen Iris that uh, Dame <laughs> Judy Dench probably should have won.
2: She she was she was brilliant. Um she was she was really good. Jim Broadbent is probably the one that I have the most I am I'm, I'm good with him winning in that category. Uh, I
1: I I love Jim Broadbent but beating out Ian McKellen
2: Oh is... yeah. And I get I Look, I get that. I feel, I feel like there are certain actors that the Academy sees but they don't really see. Uh, you sure. know, I think Ian McKellen is one because you see him in, in Lord of the Rings, you see him in Gods and Monsters. I think Ray Fiennes is another actor where they sort of see him but they don't really see him. And, and you go, how, how did they get beaten? Um, I get it. And I think if anybody was going to beat Jim Broadbent, for me it would have been Ian McKellen. It would just depend on what type of movie because they're very different movies. Which I know is surprising you given that, you know, Iris is a, a quirky quiet little English film and that it's very different from Middle Earth.
1: <laughs> I love quirky quiet little British films.
2: Me too. Me but
1: too. I've also been and I know he's not quirky quiet, but I've done nothing but watch Ricky Gervais shows for the last week now. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I have like British accents in my head for the last have you have you watched Derek? Yes. Fucking a. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna start my day. It's nice and grey and rainy outside. How do I wanna be more depressed? By crying all fucking day. <laughs> and then I finished Derek and started watching that new one that he has. Or not new but
2: Afterlife. Uh what's what? Is it afterlife? After is that afterlife? The one yeah. That t- yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah the the one that's actually depressing.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, that that that's like I was ten minutes in and I was like, I can't do this today
1: no yeah,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> so all right well let's go ahead and get our second question and Rachel do you think this movie is the worst best picture
2: I don't think it's the worst best picture I I think it would be in the lower half of the, the best pictures for me though all right. as in I don't rate it as highly as others
1: fair enough um <sighs> So I agree. This is definitely not the worst, best picture. Again, on my list, my list is a list of replayability. Am I going to watch this movie again? I'm probably going to. I I have seen this movie once every few years or so, and I'm probably going to watch it again just because. I have it at my number 32 uh, underneath Titanic and above Rain Man. Hmm. It's just kind of one of those if if there's nothing else to watch, I might watch it again. Mm -hmm. Uh yeah. Middle of the road. I think that's almost about as middle as a road as it can get. Yeah. Just about. Good, not great. Yeah.
2: Nice.
1: Zach.
0: Hi. Is this the
1: worst best picture?
0: No, it's not. I um gave it four stars, so it's uh kinda solidly in the middle of my list. Um it's funny. I sometimes we get to the list, and I know you rank by rewatchability. And sometimes I feel like I've been kinder to a film, and then you have it ranked higher. I've got it at thirty-four. So you're thirty-two. Oh, nice. I'm at thirty-four. Um Nestled in between, How Green Was My Valley and Dances with Wolves. So, okay.
2: Yeah, that'd be about where I'd put it too.
0: Cool. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well,
1: I think we'll go ahead and call that here. Rachel, thank you very much again for being here with us. It's always fun to have you. hope we get to see you again. I Um, hope so. And anything you'd like to plug?
2: Uh, I am currently in the middle of doing a month of sci-fi on uh, TikTok, if anybody wants to follow me at Focal Way of Sun.
1: Nice. Uh, By the way, I completely forgot to stitch it, but I had a list. Uh, First Contact, Edge of Tomorrow, and starship troopers those are the three you need to add into your list
2: yeah i i I remember going on a date in high school to see starship troopers so yeah that will feature yes (laughs) excellent like paul gave me a list so i saw i I saw his
1: list paul's list i was like i kind of (laughs) want to be a dick to his stitch because he gets a little like i think i because i had Kind of started. I have not really done a stitch before on TikTok, and I was like working on them. My kids started messing with me, and I think I called Paul. I was like, "Well, Paul's got a great list. It does come off a little. Oh, I like Wes Anderson." Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it, he it's just not, went chronologically. That's it's not all. super pretentious, but the fucker does bring up Metropolis. So
2: he does. He does. This is great. I, Metropolis I do like, is great. I I like that I foreshadowed things with make sure they're really easy for me to find. And then I saw Paul's list and went, (laughs) I've got Lilo and Stitch.
1: (laughs) 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 Well, that's why I say Edge of Tomorrow, Star Trek First Contact, Starship Troopers. All three easy to find, all three great sci-fi. That should definitely be in there. Send me a
2: message so I've got them. I'll watch all three for you. Excellent.
1: (laughs) Well, Zach... What are we watching next week?
2: Next week,
0: we're watching Chicago!
2: If anyone, if, if anyone's listening in Australia, you can find Chicago on Stan, which is our version of Hulu. Oh, stan.
0: okay. Stan.
1: Oops.
2: Nice. You know, like, I stan it.
1: Nice. <laughs> I I want to start turning Stan into Devin Sawing, or Devin Sawing things. Oh. So like, I Devin saw oh. that.
2: Just you know, because, I will, like, I would back that.
1: I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I want to get Devin Sala on this fucking podcast. Of everybody we've <sighs> ever even just, he's the one that I want to get here. Because yes. you know what?
2: Jonathan, you have to, you, you have to, I want to piss off my wife that much. Though. You have to do the line for me, though. If you do get him on, you have to say, Can I keep you? Yep. Please?
1: Yep. No, it wouldn't be for you. It would be for my wife because it would guarantee yeah, it would that, be
2: for the whole no, no, world would... of teenage girls from that age.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it would be for me. <laughs> 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 I Devin Sala, Devin Sala.
2: That was a big laugh there. Sorry. No, that is wonderful. Oh,
0: big laughs That's good. So where can we find Sorry. Chicago! Chicago! It's uh, You can rent it on Amazon, Google, um, Hulu, YouTube, and it's actually streaming on HBO Max right now. So if you got that, Max, get on there.
1: Nice. All right.
0: Okay. So, uh, yeah, I've got the little outro here, I guess. You know, Paul's going to listen to this episode and realize just how important he is and how practiced he is, even though he doesn't realize it sometimes, because this is harder than i realized to keep on track and thank you guys for keeping i think you did amazing zach oh, you're, very, you're very kind i
2: think you did great
0: <laughs> all right mm-hmm. so i want to thank some people i'll say thank you to our producer trab from our sister podcast leveling up with benjamin banks for producing the show chad ramsey for our most excellent theme song jay and uh, megan bellevue for our beautiful artwork Follow the Oscar Worsley Podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Oscar Pod or on Facebook by the full name. Um, give us five stars wherever you watch or listen to your podcast. Uh, it helps us be seen in the almighty algorithm.
1: The almighty algorithm. Also, thank you, Greg O'Neill, for your awesome fan art, by the way. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, shit. So thank you, did, Greg. He needs to get mentioned. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, so... For Jonathan, Rachel, and Bryce Dallas Howard popping in there for a quick scene. Hope y'all have a damn fine day.